You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve. And welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 325. I'm your host, Jiggy Mick. Alongside with me, the master of dual screens, Steven. Hey, everybody. Look at me. I'm here. It's been a while. Happy to be back. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. We haven't done a full show in a long damn time. Yeah. People, People's lives are chaotic at the moment. After the holiday season, I think we'll, everything will be back to normal. People will be moved and settled in. People will have internet. Their schedule, their, you know, some people work in retail and, you know, that their lives will go back to normal after the holidays. I think, I think we'll get there. I miss Yield. Yield's got to come back. I just want to give a, a big fuck you to, to Andrew in our Facebook group. Uh, we're, we're friends on Facebook. And he decided to post something that I'm going to show Steven in the camera. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> I have too many eyeballs. And I hate him. You're not a fan of the spiders, huh? You know what? The spider... Okay, listen. I, I'm afraid of spiders. But the video would not have been so bad. Because it's kind of a cute spider and with a cute voice. But the video starts off with this spider running to the edge of a table. <laughs> And before I see cuteness, I see spider running at me. <laughs> at least you weren't, you know, wearing your PSVR and looking at looking at it that way. That would have been terrifying, dude. I that I'm actually per- like I'm petrified to play uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider in the VR because I'm 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 willing to bet there's going to be a spider that jumps down or jumps <laughs> at me or something like that. I've been be- I've been asking people. I said, "Did you play VR?" They're like, "No." I said, "Gotta play the VR. Let me know if there's a spider because I want to play that." They're like, "I'm not telling you." <laughs> I'm like, "Damn you!" I don't I don't recall there being a, a giant giant spider or a small spider or any spiders of any kind. But I, I didn't finish the game, so I can't say. Well, for this certain. well well the VR is only um, a certain part of the game. It's not in the main yeah, game. Right. Right. You got to walk around Croft Manor, which is dark as it is. Uh, you don't want those spooky, spooky spiders. I see. And uh, actually playing that, there's only two games in VR that's actually gotten me kind of queasy. Rise of the Tomb Raider was one of them. The other one was the, the Call of Duty VR app. Hmm. I, they they would all get me queasy, so I, I I can't speak to any of them. Every every single one of those. I was actually when I came to your place uh, last week, I should have tried it, that you know just to see what was going to happen. But we had we had business to take care of. And if you notice, the green screen is down again. Yes, yes, indeed. Because it the little little bit behind the scenes, listeners, the uh, the area that's right there that came out. Yeah, no good. So now there's a big hole right there. Oh, wonderful. So the thumbtacks did not help. <laughs> we we got to do something a little bit more, you know, semi-permanent. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so let's do as we do every week and give you an updated trophy count. I am level 33, total trophies of 8,364, 77 platinums. Alex is level 29, total trophies of 6,368 with 94 platinums and 93 games. Yield is still level 25, 4,800 trophies, plat count 72, which I have to assume is probably more at this point, but he doesn't have internet to sync him up. Yeah, probably. St- Steve? Uh, level 14, uh, uh, 1,762 uh, trophies and four plats. And Sid is level 26, total trophies of 5,709 with 73 platinum. So he's officially past Yield if Yield has not gotten a platinum. All right, so what are you playing, Steven? Oh, tricky. That Extra Life stream, I'm so glad that I left let everybody vote on what I was going to play for that stream because... It led me to start Horizon Zero Dawn, and yes, I know, I've had it for a while, I just never started it, and now I'm pretty much obsessed with it. I'm bouncing between that and Super Mario Odyssey, and uh, I'm loving Horizon. I'm not going to get too into it, I'm sure we've spent plenty of, plenty of episodes talking about Horizon on the show, um, but I do really, really like it, and I'm glad I got it, got into it so that it could be up there with the Game of the Year discussions. Very exciting. All right, so, uh, and I started playing uh, a little funny story for you. The heat in my apartment was not working. Apparently, the thermal coupler on my uh, heater decided to go out, and I had to call my landlord, blah, 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 and they come and fix that, and the second they fix that, my cable and my internet go out. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And what's coming on my TV is saying that there's no signal coming in, which in the past, this has happened three times in the past, where when I've gotten that and the Internet totally goes out, somebody's come down the street and knocked the wire off the house. So Verizon's got to come in and reattach the wire. Interesting. So I'm thinking that's what happened. So I call Verizon because I want them to come as quick as they can to fix this. I call up and they go, we're experiencing a higher than normal call volume. Your estimated wait time is 16 to 23 minutes. Okay. Which I think is a really weird because you, all right, first you're telling me 16 and 23, but that's a seven minute gap. It's not like a 10 minute gap. Like normal people would give you right. An hour and a half later on hold. Huh. They come on, and they tell they. Uh, I'm telling them this is what's going on. She goes, "Well, can you check the power outlet and make sure you're getting power to your boxes?" And I'm like, "Yes, I know there's power because this is the message I'm seeing through my cable box, and I'm seeing the red light on the router. Both have power." She's like, "Well, we're getting a signal saying that there's no power going to them." Huh? Turns out. Now, Steven, you can't see th- you can't see this in the camera now, but if you remember correctly, I have a fish tank in that back corner, right? Which there is a plug which I did not know existed that Verizon plugged in. Somehow, my dog got behind my fish tank and unplugged that wire, which shut down everything. Huh? She got into it. So for an hour and a half, I'm sitting there cursing out Verizon, thinking some idiot came down the street, knocked the wire off my building. Turned out all I had to do was plug something back in. You could temporarily name the dog Verizon, so you could just be mad at Verizon still. 
no. But <laughs> another thing about my dog is uh, my dog likes to jump. So uh, the goddess wants to rename the dog Nala now from The Lion King. Okay. Okay. So more and more names. This is good. It's not happening. Because the funniest thing is like when you watch a Rangers game and the announcer says Zuccarello, my dog looks at the TV. Uh, good I'm stuff. happy about that. All right, so getting back, uh, getting back to what we're playing, uh, we took a little side trip there. While all that was going down, I had no app. I I had no internet, so the PlayStation that's in front of me, that's with, with my streaming setup, is not my primary console because I've told you stories where the console in my living room is the console in which uh, I had to make my primary so the goddess and the sweet mama D could play games. Sure. So, since I have no internet, I go, I was like, okay, I'm waiting for the internet to come back up. I'm going to continue playing Horizon. I'm going to uh, play Assassin's Creed. Can't play any game on this console because it's not my primary and it can't get to the internet to verify it's, I have the license for it. That's crazy. So, then, I, so the goddess has a, um, a hotspot on her phone. So I think to myself, okay, this is what I'll do. I'll hook the PlayStation up to the hotspot, upload the save to the cloud, go back over, go to the other PlayStation, connect that to the hotspot, download my save, and I'll play Horizon on the in the living room. Problem is, I never downloaded Horizon on the console the living room. Oh boy! And there's a 10 gig uh, limit on the hotspot, and the game is 43 gigs. Yikes! So. Uh. All, all this is all this was taking place during uh, while I was on hold with Verizon. So an hour and a half. So what did you play in the uh, the week, <laughs> the one week, twenty two hours and thirty minutes that <laughs> between these two shows? Uh well, I I, I played Horizon, played the Force of Wilds, I played a little bit more of Assassin's Creed. Uh, but during that experience, I booted up. I I because I also got. We're we're going on a deep dive here, Stephen. Might as well just sit back. Come along with us, folks. So for that hour and a half, I said, you know what? I can't play games. I can't do anything. So I'm going to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. I stick the Blu-ray into my my PlayStation. I go to start it up. It tells me you can't watch Blu-rays until you authorize the PlayStation to watch Blu-rays. Can you please connect to the Internet? What the hell, man? So I was like, what? The? I was like, and meanwhile, during that process, the goddess had gone to out to get his food. So her phone wasn't even here. So we couldn't connect it to the Internet to watch the movie. So then I just looked at what games I had on there. And then I had uh, Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel. That's downloaded. Okay. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start playing this, and I'll just marathon through and get myself another Platinum. Launch that game. Guess what it tells me? You need to update to play. Yes. <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. Be- I have a cl- I, I have had- a little nook here with probably close to 150 games that I could break out my system, plug it in, and press on, and I could play the game. That That's the future, it's- man. That's the future. We're screwed. And... and- and you know what? And everything I'm saying, like I've I've told I've told everybody, go digital, go digital. This is the reason why we don't go digital. Yep. This because is that's literally the only this, reason. 
This is the if, at any point if I had a Horizon disc, I could have simply just walked twenty feet, stuck it in the console, and kept playing. Yep. That's why I'm glad I have it. I have, I have mo- the only games I really download are the smaller ones. I any major release, I go to the store and I buy. And you know now now that I think about it, I didn't even need to hook the PlayStations up to the internet. I could have just stuck a thumb drive in, save the content, <laughs> the save files to the thumb drive, and walked it over. Yeah. Well. When we're angry at Verizon, we don't make sound decisions. Yeah, Verizon is... Oh, God, I hate that. All right, so... Uh, in total, recapping, I I played Horizon Frozen Wilds. I'm working my way through that. Um, which I actually think, Steven, because of the, uh, the better weapons you're getting in the Frozen Wilds, I think I'm going to be... It's going to be easier for me to do the challenges. Okay. So I... So I think the platinum is coming, but I'm going to finish the frozen wilds and get all those trophies first. And then I'm going to go back and do the trials. Yeah, I did a few trials already They're They're not incredibly difficult, I guess, early on, but, um, yeah, wait yeah we'll see. You get to the harder ones. Yeah, we'll see. When you got to knock the, the, the gun off of the thunder draw and use that to kill the other machines. That's cool. That's a cool, you got to knock the biggest weapon. You got to knock a weapon off the biggest one. To take care to kill the little ones. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, all right. So, Horizon Assassin's Creed, and about twenty seconds of Guardians of the, Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, that's all I've been playing. All right. So let's get into our news because how far are we into the show? Right. Actually, our, actually, our... you know what? Before we get into the the show proper, I think this is a good time. Because I did mention that we did the extra live stream, and I know you probably spoke about it on the last show, but there is still time that that people could um, donate money to our cause. So if you do want to do that, um, I'm actually doing uh, my own little goal here. So my my goal was originally twelve hundred bucks, and I'm close to five hundred now. If I could get to six hundred dollars, I I am going to do another stream for several hours to try and you know keep raising money and stuff. The stream was a lot of fun, Tricky. I know you had it. You had fun. It was a lot of work for you, but you had fun. Um, I had a blast doing the part that I did. Um, I got bamboozled into streaming for an extra hour because of that damn turned the clocks back. Um, but it was fun. We, uh, I had fun. So if you do want to support us, we are. it's uh, at extra-life.org slash um, Proving Gamer. So, uh, well, you know what? Just make it easy. Just go to tinyurl.com backslash Proving Gamer 2017. There you go. Tinyurl backslash Proving Gamer. 2017. So yeah, go there, donate to, uh, you can find me on there, uh, Stephen Fontana. You can donate to me directly if you want, or just donate to our team. Either way, it's going to the donate same place. Donate to Tricky. <laughs> Tricky's got enough money. He's he's rolling in that extra life, though. Um, no, I got I got, I got to get to a thousand. I want that gold medal. All right. So I got the silver medal. I want the gold one now. Let's do it. Let's do it. So help us out, guys. Go to uh, extra-life.org uh, if you want. Um, yeah, all that stuff. Tinyurl.com slash Proven Gamer 2017. All right, now we and, can get uh, into the news. Let's do it. Well, no, before we get into the show proper, we have to do something that uh, I'm not sure you're aware of, but as a Rangers fan, I'm pretty sure you are aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rangers won their sixth game in a row. Six today. in a row. That's right. You know what that means for the Rangers, right? Uh, that means that they're actually they're even though they're like in sixth place technically there i think they're all tied for like first now like every they're team first has place in, <laughs> every, first place in the division <laughs> every every team 
going into the t- the the um today's game, they were in sixth place in the Metropolitan Division, and in winning this one game, they tied three other teams for first place. So it's a tight division, but you know, the, we, we, this seems to always happen when Tricky and I are on the show. We inevitably talk about the Rangers, so get over it. But listen, this was only the New York Rangers forty five seconds. Now let's get into the show. Okay, well, quick update. I just looked at the standings. The Rangers are actually in fourth place now. Oh, okay. So the other teams played in one, I guess. Yeah, Jersey won, so they got two points, and Columbus and Pittsburgh both got a point each. All right, there you go. So The struggle is real. But, hey, it's a lot better than being in the last place. True that. That's all I'm saying. All right, so let's get into the show proper. This first bit of news, I'm not sure, quite sure how I feel about it. I know you're excited about it, judging by the t-shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Enchantress are coming to Injustice 2. Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo, as well as Enchantress and the previously announced Adam make up Fighter Pack 3. Additionally, these upcoming DLC characters will be available for those who purchase the Ultimate Edition of the game. NetherRealm has yet to announce a release date for Fighter Pack 3, but it's confirmed Adam will be available for early access starting December 12th. The new batch of characters follows Hellboy, Raiden, and Black Mancher, which are all part of the game's second DLC fighter pack. How do you feel about this, Steven? Like, like, uh, this is not the first time we've seen the Turtles in a fighting game. No. Um, But to bring them into Injustice? I think what what you're getting here is that it's DC, but it's also independent comic books. And they're throwing some Mortal Kombat guys in there because, you know, obvious reasons. it doesn't bother me. I mean, it, it's kind of a double whammy with the Ninja Turtles today because I also found out that the, today was the last episode of the current Ninja Turtles series. They actually ended the series today for the cartoon on Nickelodeon. So it's kind of a bittersweet day for Turtles fans. Um, they look fantastic in that game. They look so cool. They they look like the Turtles from the 90s yeah, movies. Yeah, they, they, they look like the Turtles from like the 90s mixed with the... Uh, the uh, what was it the two thousand seven CG movie, kind of like the yeah the, yeah yeah they kind of like mixed together. Um, it there we don't know really how they play, but it, I'm everyone's guessing that you pick the turtles as a whole, and depending on like the fighting style you choose, you get to choose you get to play as a different turtle, like you swap in and out or whatever. Not yeah, Andy Andy thought maybe it's gonna work like Triborg, where you hit right. a button. And that version comes out. Right. Something like that. I'm sure it'll be something like that. Um, unless they're going to add four characters, which would be even cooler. But uh, to me, it's it's really cool. Um, it's not going to make me buy the game. I'm just not good at fighting games. And it doesn't really... They, they're not fun for me. So um, it's not going to make me buy it. But I'm really... I mean, it was really cool to see them. I got goosebumps and everything. It's, I, I love the Turtles. I'm a huge Turtles fan. I mean, the, the trailer where they debuted was kind of cheesy. I mean, you saw Enchantress and Adam fighting, and all of a sudden you see a side get thrown into the middle of them. And then Raphael comes out, like, from the old in 90s the trench movie coat, yeah. with the trench coat and the hat. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. I mean, <laughs> listen. And then they jump, and it's exactly like the uh, the uh, Ninja Turtles. The video game. Video game, yeah. Uh, Ninja Turtles yeah. TMNT 2. So cool. Uh, I, I, I mean, listen. The kids, like uh, us... You and I, you know, we're not too far apart in age, but like when we were kids, we played those games and now we, those kids that were playing those games are making the games. So you're just, this is just what's going to happen. Nostalgia is going to be 
running rampant in video games. We're going to have all these 80s you know, characters and stuff staying, being relevant again. It's hap- It's been happening for the past five years. So, But but how are you going to have the Turtles fighting Superman? Why not? Or Batman? Why not? I mean, they could definitely handle Batman. Uh, Superman is going to be tough, uh, but they can handle pretty much anybody that the DC universe could throw at them. I'm pretty confident they could take care of business. Uh, you know what? I... Remember, they're super. I, I they're super. They have super strength for them. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're they're probably the same fighting style as like a Nightwing or like a Robin and a Batman and like those types of characters. You have those guys. They're they're expert fighters and they have super strength. They can jump like ridiculously high. Um, and of course, they're amphibious. Of course. What do you? You know what? You know what's gonna be wild is now that I'm thinking about. It, I want to see what their super move is, because yeah. you know all four of them are gonna be involved in that super move. Yeah, can't wait. So excited. Ah, uh, uh, all right. Our next bit of news is respawn has been bought by EA. Uh, okay. Yeah. Respawn Entertainment, the studio behind Titanfall, is is being bought by EA. Both companies are already working together on several projects, including a VR game, a Star Wars game, and a new title in the Titanfall franchise. EA announced the acquisition today, saying that the move builds on a successful publishing partnership already in place between the two companies. Respawn CEO Vince Zampella said the move brings resources and support his company needs for its long-term success. Uh, He says he's excited to combine the strengths and in a statement on Respawn site, Zappella said there will be no layoffs or major organization changes and that all games currently in development are continuing as planned. Yeah, until EA, EA... decides otherwise. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> EA is paying $151 million upfront for Respawn with $164 million in long-term equity paid out over the next four years. There's also a long-term consideration worth a maximum of $140 million. Back in August, Respawn promised fans that there would be more Titanfall on the way, with Zampella saying Respawn is heavily invested in the Titanfall franchise. So, we all know the bad news that EA has been going through lately. Yeah. Respawn fits into their multiplayer vision. Right. But, Titanfall... Is is a is is a far third place to Call of Duty and Battlefield. Right. So why? I I mean I mean they're the Respawn's a good developer. Uh, they they put out quality products. Um, it could just be that they 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 want to increase the AAA variety of the studios that they work with. Um, especially after shuttering, um, what was the, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm blanking on the studio's name that was just shut down for, that was doing Star Wars. Visceral. Um, visceral, sorry. Visceral. Yeah. I mean, they just shuttered Visceral, so they, I mean, it make this makes sense to me now, the whole Visceral thing, because if they, they obviously were working on acquiring Respawn for quite some time. It, this isn't something that just, you don't pick up the phone and say, hey, we're buying you, or we want to buy you how much? Like, it doesn't work like that, so. I I would be, uh, it, it makes more sense the whole visceral thing. Um, I mean they have Battlefront, they have 
you know, I don't know, man. It's can I can I throw a conspiracy theory at you for a second? Sure, I love them. Let's put our tinfoil hats on. Okay, Respawn Entertainment was formed from people from Infinity Ward after Activision basically threw them out on the street. Right, I remember that. So Respawn Entertainment, the people that formed Respawn Entertainment have Call of Duty experience. Could this be EA buying Respawn to find out the knowledge they have behind Call of Duty to ultimately make Battlefield beat them? Uh, I don't... Because because in my theory, EA really doesn't give a shit about Respawn. They want the knowledge of Call of Duty. I don't... I mean, the knowledge of Call of Duty has been... I mean, it's a it's a winning formula. Like they make the same thing over and over again. So I mean, it's really not hard to see what goes into it. I mean, programming knowledge, yeah, maybe. But they, I mean, they have EA has some of the biggest and brightest programmers like on planet Earth. So I don't think that's an issue. I think what they're acquiring is a is outside of just the actual talent. They're acquiring the light the the IPs. They're acquiring Titanfall. Titanfall. Uh, but they don't need Titanfall because they have Battlefield. Maybe, maybe who, they're not. Who, maybe who Battlefield goes away. Maybe Battlefield goes away. Because right, are you are you thinking about away. Star Wars? Are you talking about Battlefront or? No, I'm thinking about Battlefield. Like yeah, Battle, Battlefield can go. Battlefield away. One and Titanfall Two came out on the same day, I right. believe. Yeah, or within a week of each other. Right. So they're in direct competition with each other. Right. I mean, this isn't like Vince McMahon buying the w- WCW. Like, this is. I think, I don't know, I, man. I, I mean, I, I think there's some some shenanigans behind this. I don't think so. I I think they're just acquiring the IP and and talented writers. Maybe they're going to put the the Star Wars franchise in Respawn's hands. You know, maybe they say, "Hey, you know, Titanfall, you got you got something really cool there. We want to we want to fight with with." Uh, you know, mechs and and attacks and ATSTs and you know we want it. We want to see that kind of stuff. So you know, who knows? Who knows? But it's. I mean, I don't think it's good for respawn. I think having a publishing relationship with EA is better than being owned by EA at this point because EA does whatever EA wants. So I I would have stayed away from a company that just shuttered. A studio, unless of course respawn. The guys at respawn know what was going on behind closed doors at Visceral. Maybe the game was in complete disarray and whatever, or maybe they're handing over whatever Visceral was working on directly to respawn and saying, "Here, fix this. Put a multiplayer uh, aspect into it. We want games as service. Go have fun." So no, well, no, because EA's already said Visceral is going to some co- some company in Vancouver. Well, well yeah, but the, EA says a lot of stuff, you know. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole, granted, the whole thing with Visceral, I mean, it's still up in the air. We don't know what really happened because I'm probably never going to know. So, yeah, somebody will write a, a piece about it at some point. But we we do know what's going over in Telltale, and uh, Telltale has apparently laid off twenty five percent of its staff as part of a company restructure. Terrible. What the uh. 
The reduction affects 90 people across all of Telltale's divisions and are, according to the press release, not going to affect Telltale's already announced slated games, which include new seasons of The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us. Quote, the decision is designed to make the company a leader in player-driven narrative games, more competitive as a developer and a publisher of groundbreaking story-driven game experiences with an emphasis on high quality in the years ahead. I don't know, man. It's a cycle. These things happen. Um, I think 25% is a lot. Uh, I think they, they acquired a lot of licenses. They had to ramp up how many people were working at at Telltale, um, to to make these games. I mean, they, they they that's a lot of games. They came out with a lot of of games and a lot of franchises. I mean, they're still doing you know Walking Dead. They had Batman. They they uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, they just they had a lot of stuff going on. And I think that they finally decided, hey, let's take a step back. Let's focus on the bigger ones that are that sell the most. And you know, with cutting back comes back comes cutting some staff and it, it sucks because i mean any any restructure sucks because a lot of stuff happens to a lot of people a lot of people get, get their lives thrown in disarray because they get laid off or whatever um but on but from a business perspective restructuring a lot of the times puts your best pieces in in their best possible place where they can make the best possible product so with that being said we I am excited to see what Telltale does now that they are restructuring and refocusing because they do make excellent story-driven games. Their their story their narrative-driven games are, are really second to to none in the industry right now. But it would be interesting if they do something with a little bit more action gameplay, but with that storytelling element. It would be interesting if that's how they're gonna if they're gonna focus on bigger titles like that. But we'll see. It remains to be seen. It sucks, you know. Our hearts go out to the 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 ones that lost their jobs and stuff. It seems like we're saying that every other week, but. Um, we'll see what comes out yeah, of it. All right. Well, we also know what's coming out of the PSX. <coughs> Sony has provided an update on what fans can expect from this year's PlayStation experience, announcing the date and time of its PSX 2017 presentation, confirming new information will be revealed about Ghost of Tsushima and Dreams. According to the blog, a post on the PlayStation blog, early bird ticket holders We'll have access to the presentation, which will be held at the Anaheim Convention Center on Friday. Uh, in addition to an update, PlayStation Worldwide Studios Chairman Sean Layton, the presentation will feature, quote, spe- some special guests along with a few surprises and game updates, end quote. So, we're going to get more on Ghost of Tsushima, and we're finally going to get an update on Dreams. It's about time. I personally don't, gi- I personally don't give a shit about Dreams. I don't personally either, but I mean, it's it's pretty three years it's remarkable that we haven't gotten, you know, to see what the hell this thing actually is. Um, we've gone basically on off of rumors for the past year and a half. Uh, you know, it, I just want to see what it is already. Just to, I don't know if I should be excited. I know nothing about it. I just know that it's like some weird creation tool that you'll, you know, people create a tree and then that tree becomes available for other people to use in their things. And you can make, you know, scenarios, games, stories, whatever. Yeah, that's great. But I've, I haven't seen it work. I have no idea, you know, what it is. So th- yeah. Okay. Get it out, put it out in the open, see what happens. I, I 
Can't even answer that. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And our last topic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Bit. Hold on. Hold on. Are you excited about Ghosts of the Tsushima? Or Tsushima? You're not, huh? See, I, yeah, I remember us talking about this last time. I, I think I think Feudal Japan, Samurais, that's a really cool time time period. And I think I think it's going to win you over because you like Assassin's Creed. And to me, this looks like if Assassin's Creed were samurai, that's what that kind of that that little preview looked like. It would be interesting to see what they do, what they show us at PSX. I hope that they show I, us a little I, gameplay. I, I'm keeping an open mind about it because it is Sucker Punch, and I do love Sucker Punch. It, it just at first glance, it did not appeal to me. All right, we'll see. I'm hoping that PSX changes your mind. All right, so our next bit of news, or our last bit of news. Uh, was covered a little bit already by Kalai and Matt on a PG spoilers. Yes, there was a PG spoilers. Uh, it will be out by the time you're hearing this. So hopefully you go listen to that. GameStop is launching an unlimited used game rental service. GameStop has announced a new unlimited used rental game service, and it's launching next week. So by the time you're hearing this, it's already started. According to an advertisement posted on Reset Era, the subscription service called Power Pass lets you rent a used game, return it, and then rent another title as often as you like over a six-month period. At the end of this six-month period, you get to keep any one of the games you rented. The six-month service costs $60, which translates into $10 a month. Signups will begin on November 19th, and the pass must be activated by January 31st, of next year. The service is limited to GameStop Power Rewards members, but a free version of the membership will work. You'll only be able to rent games from GameStop stores and not via the company's online library. You'll also be able to purchase the service for someone else as long as they are to a Power Power Up Rewards member. So, here is... Okay, you know what? I'm I'm gonna let you go, Steven, because I this I think is them capitalizing on what a lot of people, including myself, did for many years. Which is buy a used game and you have seven days to play it and return it and get your money back. Another used game. Right, right, yeah. Um so yeah. years ago when I when I did do that, when I had more time to play a lot more games, I did do that. I would get a used game um, and, and I would bring it, I would get it on like a Friday and return it on Thursday, um, get the money back or whatever credit. And then I'll just get another used game. And I would do this over and over again. And I told the, the store manager, it was the manager of the GameStop in, it was in Manhattan. It was the one on, uh, uh East, uh, it was on four, East 14th street, um, next to the food emporium. And I had said to him, I said, why don't they just do like a subscription where we can just go in and swap out used games or whatever and you just charge them per month instead of hoping that you know you get 30 40 dollars from somebody you guarantee that you'll get 50 bucks or whatever for a year or whatever it is um and he said you know uh you know i obviously he said that they they can't do some something like that themselves or whatever but um it's it's interesting i think it's a good idea except for one thing how are they going to do downloadable stuff that comes with you with games because when you buy used games and the the game on the cover says that you get you know 
whatever weapon or whatever this has happened to me before um they'll print the code on the receipt like you'll get another code for that used right. game are they going to do that for all of these too like is that they can't right because they, they pay because they pay for that right like i don't but see the the, the all right i've read the i read the article and here is the trick to this okay you you have to buy the six months. You have to pay the sixty dollars. Right. Now, according to the picture that's in the article, I'm going to read the last line for you. Swap as often as you want and keep the last one. So, in the article, it said you get to keep one of the ones you rented. Right. In the actual advertisement. It says you keep the last one. Well, I guess it's so it's said, one in the same thing though. Like if you're if you But it's not and, one in the same thing. Because if you rented Zelda right now and you went home and you played it and then you beat Zelda, you bring it back, and then you pick up uh I don't know, Madden. Because your boys want to play Madden over the weekend. And then your subscription runs out. Now you're stuck with Madden, even though you much rather would have wanted Zelda. Well, yeah, I think it's just wording. I think that the reason why the article is saying keep the last one is because it's literally whatever whatever one that you choose you, is literally going to be the last one. So I think it was just they they flubbed up the the last line of the what article. I think what I think they're saying is after after the subscription ends, we don't want to have to worry about you having to bring the game back, so you just get to keep it. That's what I think it is. Yeah, and you and you could you could probably bring it back and you know swap out for another one because they they do say any one that you rented in that time. So, well, that that's what the article says, not the advertisement. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it plays so, out. I mean, it sign up start on my so birthday, the, so maybe it's something I'll buy myself. Yeah, but see, the, the the thing I have the problem with this is like the way I did it was I paid sixty dollars, and then I went in every seven days and just kept recycling that sixty dollars. Excuse me. That's $60 for three, four years. At the end, I traded in the last game. I got my 60 bucks back. This is GameStop keeping your 60 bucks and essentially giving you a game. Yeah, but I, and, I, th- and, I think they stopped that whole returns thing, though. No, it still goes. And here, and here's the kicker to this. Let's say the last, one of the games you rent in this whole process... Let's just say you could buy it seven ninety nine used. You get to keep it. You just paid sixty dollars for that game that if you went in on your own and bought would only cost you seven ninety nine. Yeah, but you wouldn't choose the seventy nine seven ninety nine one for the one you keep. Uh, maybe. Well, that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm trying to say with the wording of this in the actual ad, not the article in the ad itself. It says keep the last one. So if your subscription ends and you have that seven ninety nine game, you just paid sixty dollars for that seven ninety nine game. Not to mention, and I'm and I know people are going to say this, I, that sixty dollars also paid for the other months of enjoyment of other games. So you're not paying sixty dollars just for the game; you're paying sixty dollars for the game and the experience. I get that, but this I think is GameStop's way of getting you to overpay for a used game. We've been, we've been overpaying know, for used games for years. So. Well, that's true, too. But 
that's an opinion. This is, you know, this is GameStop saying, we know you guys are doing this. We're going to do this and we're going to, we're going to take the chance that on your last game, you're going to overpay for the used game. So we're going to make $50 more than what we would have off the sale of this game. That's that. I'm yeah, sorry. But, that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, but not necessarily because in six months, you know, the average person might buy two or three games as it is. You know what I mean? So they're already getting the 60 bucks, but at the same time, they may be losing out on potentially, for example, there are some people, there are a lot of people that buy multiple used games. Like they'll go in, they'll buy Call of Duty, then they'll go in, they'll buy uh, GTA, they'll go in, they'll buy, you know, they'll buy all these used games. I know somebody that bought and bought, traded in and repurchased Grand Theft Auto V four times. And, okay. and each time, so the first time he bought it was 60 bucks. then he traded it in for like 38 then he bought it again for like 50 because that game never comes down because it's so popular. Like, he's he's probably put in like $250 into buying GTA V. You know, for, for somebody like, like that, you know, they're going to lose money. But at the same time, if people are doing it anyway, you might as well capitalize on it and make a couple bucks. Now, I think it's monetarily, I think it's good for the consumer. Um... I think that especially when especially when you're trying to catch up to the year before's games like 2017 was enormous like the amount of games that came out quality games was ridiculous but I missed games like uh Resident Evil 7 I missed you know I missed a, f- a bunch of games I missed Nier I missed uh Neo um it, it, a, a ton of games but maybe next year when it, it, in times where it's a little slow a service like this, I could go in and I could just swap out some games, play the other games, get, you know, increase my backlog more than it already is. But I think that, uh, it reminds me of, of, you know, the good old days of Blockbuster going in and, uh, you know, looking for that, looking for a new game to try. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting idea. I'd be, I'd be interested to see how this six months pans out for them. Uh, money wise and how consumers like it if they really like the uh, like it now here here's one thing that i would that i would like for them to clarify can i let's say rent a game let's say i'm going on vacation to or i'm going to visit family and i rent a game for my switch now if i'm finished with the game while while i'm away can i bring it to a different GameStop, trade it in swap out for another game that's something that they should clarify well you know what let me uh let me, you know, we, we, we're doing all the speculating. Maybe GameStop has actually posted something on their website about this. Maybe. I, I mean, I, I'm going to go into the store next week and I'm going to ask them about it and, you know, see what the, what the clerk, what the manager or the clerks actually know about it. Because, um, I mean, the advertisement, I, I, they weren't ready, I don't think, to talk about this advertisement. It came out a little bit earlier than they were hoping. So I know that they didn't have a prepared statement at the time that this broke, but maybe you're right. Maybe they did come in after the fact and uh, fix it up. You know what? It's called. I'm trying to look up the name of it again. It's Power Pass. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Power Pass. I'm doing a Google. All right. You know what? In the meantime, let's uh let's kick it over to Sid uh for Sophie's trophies, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on on GameStop because I have to use the bathroom
Hey guys, how you all doing? Welcome to Sophie's Trophies uh, 17. God, it's going quite fast, this is. Um, okay, this week um, is going to be a little different. Um, I have a couple of things to say before we get started. Um, the first one is, as you may or may not know, I got married over the weekend. And um, the guys uh, from Trophy Halls sent me and my new wife uh, some wedding gifts. Um, picture frame and various other trinkets and they were very gratefully received um, it just goes to show you guys what kind of people they are um, they, you know they are amazing as is everyone at Proven Gamer um, so yeah a big shout out and a big thank you Tricky, Alex, Yield and Stephen and anyone else um, the second thing is uh, a few well a few weeks ago now I started a Road to Platinum um, on the game Mad Max. Um, this, I have to say, has come to a grinding halt. Um, not because the game is bad, the game is great, it is, you know, really good fun, as I said at the time, but I find for something like a Road to Platinum, it's taking too long to pop the trophies. Um, I need to find something where, you know, every few weeks I'm going to be popping a few trophies to make it more interesting for you guys. Um, so if you have any suggestions for that, then please feel free to let me know. Um, okay, it's going to be a quick one this week, and uh, the game I've got to talk about is Deadpool. Um, I bought this yesterday. It was £4.49, so a great deal on that, 90% off. Um, and let's just have a quick look. Okay, uh, the first trophy, the Platinum. Is called OK, You Can Sell the Game Now, uh, and that is a 0.9 Ultra Rare. The first two trophies in the game, uh, you get one free. Um, so you stand up at the beginning of the game because Deadpool is sat down, and as soon as you stand up, you get a trophy. Um, and then the second one is also free. So that's just for standing up again. Um, now, this is quite an interesting one, guys. Um, the first two trophies are common, 98.2%. The third trophy you can get is called I'm Expecting Company, and it's Make a Thousand Pancakes. Um, obviously, you don't have to make a thousand pancakes, but, you know, he does. Um, the trophy, again, is common, uh, but at a 64.4%. Now, considering you do this in the same room, or in the kitchen... Um, I should say the game starts you in the flat, or Deadpool's flat or apartment, um, and you go through to the kitchen to make pancakes. Now, a drop-off of 34% is quite a big drop-off. Um, again, in the platform, uh, I beg your pardon, in the apartment, um, the next trophy you can get is making a game, and it's playing with Deadpool's junk. So you go around, there are 14 items to interact with. Um, and that's down to 30.1%. Um, so that's a rare. It shouldn't be rare. It's right at the start of the game. Um, so easy to do. You just wander around and play with things. This is this is even before you get out of his apartment. So it just goes to show that not many people did these things. Um, maybe they had a quick go on the game and thought, you know, not for me. Um, because he is wisecracking and rude and makes... Put it bluntly, he makes dick jokes and, you know, poo jokes. So that isn't for everyone. Um, so just be warned with that one. 
Uh, the next one I got was in the lobby, in the lobby, comboing your dudes. Um, this is the first level of the game. Uh, you go into the first section and uh, basically get a combo of 40 or higher um, before they shut down the elevators. Very easy to do, but again, not many people did it. That's down to an 11.5%. Uh, very rare. And as I say, it's as soon as you go out the door to the apartment, you start that level. So not a lot of people uh, like this game, from what I can tell, or not a lot of people did it, um, or missed trophies for some reason. Um, but that's all I'm going to go through with on that game. Um, you know, there, there are quite a few. There are no collectible trophies, and most of the trophies you get are doing things um, within the levels. Uh, the game itself is okay, um, but be warned on the PS4, it does slow to a crawl and can uh, stop for a few seconds every now and then. It's done it to me plenty of times. I have read up on this, and uh, if you take the PS4 offline, that should clear the problem. Um, I've not tried that yet, but I, I will report back on that one. So, yeah, that's it guys, Deadpool. I like it, it's not great. But for £4.49, I'm not going to complain. Not a lot of people will get on with it. It depends on your sense of humour, which is, like I say, the reason I think a lot of people haven't really done too much in it. So, yeah, that's it, guys. Um, thanks for listening this week. And uh, if you want to get in touch, Sid at Proven Gamer is the email. Sidders1978 is the PSN. Um, and at Sidney is Twitter. Or get in touch with me through the Facebook group. So, yeah, um, anybody have any suggestions for the uh, Road to Platinum that I can do where I can get trophies relatively um, frequently, then please feel free to let me know. And just to let you guys know, I will finish Mad Max at some point. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, keep getting those trophies. Okay, bye. All right, and we're back from Sid. Thank you very much. Uh, by the way, Sid, you are very welcome for the wedding gifts. Uh, it was our pleasure to give you those. All right, so looking at up Power Pass, there's nothing on GameStop's website about it. Interesting. So we probably have to wait until the 19th to... Uh, See what that's about. I mean, they got to give us some information before we all go to the store to find out. Like, there's got to be something about it. Well, they, according to the article, the article uh, says signups will begin on November 19th. Right. And the pass must be activated by January 31st. So maybe on the 19th, we get the information. And then as long as by January 31st, we sign up and start it, then whatnot. Eh, we'll see. All right, so that's going to bring us to our topic of the week. Now, I'm going to call bullshit on this topic off the start, but I'm going to read it as it is anyway. <laughs> Calling it bullshit, and it's the topic of the week, so that's good. <laughs> start putting our best foot uh, forward. Well, it's just... All right, let, let's get into it, and then I'm going to tell you why I'm calling bullshit. Heard. All right, so our topic of the week is coming from IGN. Uh, 
The article is called Ubisoft CEO thinks next console generation is at least two years away. Uh, in the article written on in the article written by Alex Osborne, the next generation of PlayStation and Xbox hardware is at least a couple of ways years away. If think if the thinking of Ubisoft CEO Ease Gumont proves to be true, quote. As Sony launched PlayStation 4 Pro last year and Microsoft Xbox, Microsoft Xbox One this year, we still we think we still have a minimum of two years in front of us before something new is coming. Uh, he said during an investor's call. Guillermot emphasized that Ubisoft's pro- projected arrival time of the next genera- generation console is merely the publisher's perception, noting they don't have any confidential information on that front. That's what I'm calling bullshit. Guillermont also spoke positively about the interactive way in which Sony and Microsoft have opted to upgrade the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. He said Ubisoft believes an evolutionary approach to improving technology is going in the right direction rather than trying to do accessories or other things and will ultimately help the industry a lot because games will be really beautiful on those machines. So, the article goes on, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm calling bullshit because... If Sony or Microsoft is was coming out with a new console in two years, dev kits would be in developers' hands, I, and I, he would know. I think you're whether or not they got him coming out. I think you're misunderstanding what the context of what he's saying, um, because it's an investor call. So he's not talking to like gamers; he's talking to investors. So I think what he's saying is. That they internally do not think they are going to see a dev kit for the next generation for at least two years. I think that's what how he's really what he's really trying to get at is that right now they have no knowledge of, of whatever Sony and Microsoft are going to do next. However, but that's not what he said. I, but but you have to understand that the audience that he's talking to, he's not saying, you know, in. In a minimum of two years, we're going to get PS5. What he's saying to investors is that they the, internally they don't have any they don't have anything to they don't have any information on the next generation of console. But if they were to guess, they would have more information or they would have dev kits in hand in two year a two year minimum from now. Um, that's how that's how I I read it because you you have to go into investor calls way differently than you do a like a conference or something like that you have to look at it completely differently because what they're trying to do is set up the future they're trying to tell their investors um right now we don't have to invest in new technologies what what we're working on now is the basis for what we're going to be working on for at least the next two years um maybe in two years from now they're going to start uh coming they're going to start uh giving us their their next generation hardware if they even do that unless it's just another iterative step that's kind of how i i picture because investors Whenever you're, whenever you're a, a huge publisher and a new next generation is coming out, that's a ton of money and resources into research and development and, and learning that new system and that new ar- architecture and whatever it is. A lot of money goes into that. So I think from that lens, it's important to tell your investors, we're not going to have to deal with that for at least another two years. Um, and I think that's more in line with, with, with the reason why he said what he said. However, I am also going to call bullshit, but I'm calling bullshit on something completely different. Him saying at least two years is 
kind of a cop out. We know that nothing's coming in at least two years. I think that's kind of a bullshit statement. Um, it would be interesting to see is if, if they, well, I don't want to, this, this part isn't bullshit. The bullshit that I think is, is that of course nothing's coming in at least two years. That's ridiculous. I mean, we still have a ton of games coming out next year and that's not, and we haven't even really scratched the surface. We don't know what, uh, Kojima is working on over there. I mean, we know what he's working on, but we don't know when the hell that's coming out. Um, it would, I would actually be shocked if we get something new in two years. But I would be interested in seeing if they forecast that the technology is going to be a different architecture than what PlayStation and Microsoft are using now, meaning that whole PC type build that makes it easier to, to port and up res and upscale and like all that stuff. It'd be interesting if they're, if they think that Sony or Microsoft are going to take a different step. Microsoft probably not because they're so in bed with the whole you buy a pc game it plays on a you know you know that whole thing um but playstation i'm gonna say right now the next xbox is gonna be like a steam machine yeah maybe i i think personally i think that this is the last that we're gonna see of xbox i think xbox as a well an xbox exec said that there's going to be another console from them right but i i think in in my in my opinion, I think that they are going to take what a console is and what a PC is, and they're going to blur the line a ton. I would not be surprised. It's a C machine, right? I would not be surprised if the next X- Xbox or whatever it is boots up Windows 10, and you you click a button, you click like an Xbox app, and it opens up the Xbox you know UI, and then you do whatever you want, and then you can close it, and you can do your regular. PC stuff. I would not be surprised if that happens. Sony, I think they learned from the whole cell processor thing. I don't think they're ever going to do anything outside of the industry norms, but you better believe that they are not happy with the fact that they can't say that they have the most powerful console on the market. And you better believe that PS5, whenever that thing comes out, if they don't do another PS4 Pro iteration, you better believe that that thing's going to kick some ass. But... All right, you know what? You just pressed my asshole button. <laughs> That's disgusting, okay. Tricky. That's disgusting. <laughs> not, not. I didn't say you pressed my asshole. I said you pressed my asshole button. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of people running around talking about how the X is the most powerful console on the market because it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit. Unless you have the TV to fully take advantage of it, it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't make your games run better. It makes them look pretty. But it doesn't... There's no difference in the S to the X. None. The, the graphics look exactly the same. They may process faster, yes. But yes isn't is it excuse me. The S isn't lacking in that. It's not like the S is so far behind the X that like, oh my god, this is a huge difference. It's the same shit. It's it, like it it's not like you just upgraded 
your your dial up AOL to DSL. Well, I mean, it's a bigger jump than PS4 to PS4 Pro. But the Pro, what the Pro does is give you 4K graphics, which is exactly what the S did. The difference between the Pro and the S was the S had a, uh, is it a 4K drive? Yes, a 4K drive. I was trying to think of what it was. The Pro doesn't have... You can't stick a 4K Blu-ray into a Pro and play it. You can with the S. That's the only real difference. But the teraflops... The sound quality's not... Fuck the teraflops. <laughs> but that technically makes it more powerful. Technically. But... On paper. Okay. On paper, it does. Steven, 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 Steven. It doesn't matter if you don't make the games for it. I ha- I I drive a Chevy Equinox. Okay, it does what I need to do, gets me where I need to go, gets me there in comfort. Do I need to buy a Camaro that's going to allow me to go 200 miles an hour? No, because I don't live in Germany. I can't drive on the Autobahn. A car that can go 200 miles an hour is not impressive to me. Well, I mean, if I, I, I believe... That your fanboy roots run so deep that I'm not. If this, this is not, if this this was not a, coming from a fanboy. If this was a PlayStation Pro X, and and Sony touted it as the most powerful console ever, your tune would be vastly different. Absolutely not. I don't believe because it. here's a classic point. I was at work the other day, and somebody said that they own a PlayStation Four and they own an Xbox One. They're looking to upgrade their systems. What do I recommend? And I said, do you have a 4K television? He says, no. I said, then don't upgrade. Because there's no reason to. Right. Now, if your PlayStation 4 breaks, yeah, go buy a Pro. Because at some point, you will buy a 4K television. But if your system's working perfectly fine now, there's no reason to upgrade at all. Whatsoever. Well, I mean... I guess, yeah, but if you do have a 4k television i guess it does matter that you're getting a more powerful console because it's it does true native 4k whereas the pro and the s do not um it's super sampled 4k so it's it's you know a little bit different um and is it still is it still giving 4k resolution not not true 4k there there is a difference between a true 4K resolution Steven. and a super... It, there is, Tricky. Steve, there is. Steve, it's the I'm, same thing. I'm going to drive across the Verrazano and put it, whip your ass Okay, put it this way. Put it this way. I have I have a launch PS3. I have a launch 60 gig PS3. I swapped out the hard drive, but whatever. It's sitting right there. When I put a PS2 game in there, it's, there's an option. Do you want to upscale this to 420p, whatever the hell it was? And I click yes. Right. That does not mean that it is a 420p game. It is a CRT, whatever the hell, 128 resolution for, or 240 resolution, and it's super sampling it up to a four uh, a 420p game or whatever it is <coughs> that 480p. I forget what it was, but yes. And that's the that's the same thing that the PS4 Pro is doing to a 1080p game. It is taking a 1080p game and it is upscaling it to to a 4K resolution, but that does not mean that the game or whatever is running at 4K. 
the system what you... is is creating the illusion that it is 4K. It's not okay. Native. So let me so let me ask you a question. Sure. Is the is the game that you're playing on your PlayStation 4 Pro? You're playing Horizon right now. Yes. Horizon got the 4K upgrade. Right. Do you when you're playing Horizon, are you looking at 4K graphics? You're looking at super sampled 4K graphics, yes. Now, are you looking at 4K graphics? You're looking at a type of 4K graphics, yes. Okay, so do you really give a shit how it got there, or do you give a shit that you're looking at 4K? I personally, I I could not care any less, but I have to acknowledge when something comes along and does something, you know, better than something else, like. It's, you know, I'm not, uh, uh, hold on, hold on. I'm not, okay, I'm not hating on the X because of what it's capable of doing. I'm hating on the X because there's no reason to buy it. If your S dies, your Xbox One dies, and you want to buy the X, I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm hating on it because I've seen people, I've know people who traded in their S to buy an X just so they can say they have the most console, the most powerful console on the market. Sure. And, you know, and that's a waste of money. Yeah, maybe, but at the same time, like what it does offer is their 4K experiences run at 60 frames, which is not it's something that's not necessarily possible on PS4 Pro. Yeah, but you can't. But you can't really tell the difference between thirty and sixty. I, I absolutely can, and it's you. I can. I can. I actually did it with um with Horizon uh, the other day or two, yesterday. I turned it on sixty frames and it lowered the resolution, which was fine. I don't really care about the resolution; it doesn't bother me. But like turning the camera and like that smooth, it's almost like butter. It's <coughs> it's it's way better. But for me. In that game, I need to be able to see more detail. Like you need to be able to really see the eye of the of the robots, and like you need to see weak points and stuff. So the higher resolution is more important to me for for that game particularly. But like for a racing game, a sports game, especially like baseball in sixty frames is way better than baseball in thirty frames. Your the timing is better. You you can see everything moves more fluently, um, more more fluidly. It's yes, I could definitely tell the difference, and I was always able to tell the difference because they were there were games that we were able to switch between the two on PC for a very long time, and sixty frames was always better for me than you know a thirty frames or whatever. But I think I think what the the reason why people are so excited about about the X, or at least some of the people that I know are excited about the X, is that. They feel that this is it now. Like, they don't have to worry about the next thing for a while. This system is powerful enough that it's going to take them to the next few years. Whereas when they purchased the Xbox One the first time, um, they didn't get that experience. They didn't get that that 100% like, this is the thing. 
you could stick with this right away because the S came out. But I think them getting the X, and the reason why I have a Pro, it was a gift to me. I didn't upgrade to the Pro. I was it was gifted to me, so I I made you know I upgraded everything. Um, I'm glad I did. It, it's the games do run way better on the Pro. I've noticed that they don't stutter, they don't crash, they don't whatever. Um, the cooling is better in it, all that stuff. I think that's what's making them excited. I think that's why you want the most powerful consoles because you know with the most powerful console you don't have to worry about what's coming in the in the near future. You're you're set. Um, you know, for for PlayStation, I know I don't have to worry because I have a Pro. But if I didn't have a Pro and I had a you know an OG PS4, you know who knows what's going to happen with games in 2019. I may be forced to upgrade at one point um, to a Pro, but because I have a Pro, I don't really have to worry about that. I think it's stupid. I think that buying something just for a resolution or whatever is stupid. The reason why I would ever want the most powerful of anything is to, for future-proofing. That's the only reason why I would ever care about any of that stuff. Um, when I talk about building a PC, I never talk about wanting to get this high-end PC. I want something that's going to get me by, that's going to let me play the games that are currently out at middle-of-the-road of the settings, but I also want a PC that's going to be able to play games that come out in the next two or three years because I can't afford up continuously upgrading my PC. Um, the same thing could be said for an Xbox person who buys an X and doesn't want to continuously upgrade to the next thing because they finally have the most powerful thing. They no longer have something that's less powerful than its, than its competition. So I, I could see that. I don't, I don't have, like I said, I don't have a problem if somebody upgrades to it. Excuse me. If 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 the if if their system breaks and they go out and buy it, fine. I I I'm okay with that. But just to buy it to say it's the the most powerful console, I I'm sorry. I don't understand that. Yeah, I mean it's I I don't know. It's the same reason why people shit on you know Nintendo for having a, a you know a console that's not as powerful as all the other ones. People shit on it, you know, the FIFA version and the NBA version and the WWE version because it's not going to look as good as the other consoles. It's the same thing. It's it's because people want to see, want to show how big their dick is, and they have to. And the best way to do that in the nerd world is to say, "I have the most powerful console. Look at me. Look at me." So, believe me, I get into arguments all the time with Nintendo dual screen super fan Zach. We argue about this all the time because he's a super super huge. Microsoft Xbox, like he's huge. He's a huge Xbox, and we argue all the time about it. So, I'm giving you his perspective, if you will. All right, let's close the show with some uh, housekeeping. Oh, let's clean this shit up. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. I was, uh, I was editing the doc. Wait. I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, what? Why are you doing that? I don't know. Way? It's my OCD. <laughs> I'm noticing, like, the listeners, I'm noticing in the doc, every topic we talk about has now got a line through it. Because when, you know, if we're making, if I have to make the next doc, I want to copy this doc, and I'll know that topics don't get mixed in there, that we already spoke about, and stuff like that, because it'll have a strike through. It's a little OCD. Do do we have any, uh, (coughs) do we have any listener emails? I did not see any. I didn't look. Uh, yeah, we actually do. Oh, look at that. 
Uh, says, are you interested in taking up a representation uh, position for Miwa Corporation? Oh, somebody emailed us advertising for us to take their job. Nice, awesome. Yes, we'll take it. I'll uh, I'll email you back right after I get back to that uh that Saudi Arabian prince. Indeed. Provengamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reporters, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to Provengamer.com, click on the Help Want tab, and fill out the application, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for official Proven Gamer. Uh, soon to be Proven Gamer, because I'm suing that motherfucker. Got him. I, did, did I tell you that story? Yes. Ten year, seven years ago, we reached out to him. He wanted ten thousand dollars for the name. We told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> In that process, I have patented—well, not patented—I've trademarked the name "Proven Gamer" and left it alone. I just recently went back and checked to see if that motherfucker was using it. He has not posted another video to it since. Got him. So I so I again reached out to him. Said, hey, obviously you're not using it. Do you mind if we have it? He said, sure, for $50,000. I think you should call YouTube and tell them to close his channel because he's not using it. Well, I already contacted YouTube and sent them a copy of the, the, the trademark. It's, uh, it's going to be mine. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to be a part of this <laughs> Looney Tune bin that we uh, at Proven Gamer, click on the Help Wanted tab. Fill out an application. Uh, that that's all right. Uh, I, I I'm getting sidetracked again here. I got an email a couple months ago. Somebody wanted to uh, buy the name Proving Gamer from us or from me, and I said no. I, you know, I have a trademark. Blah blah blah. They said that's okay. We're just going to launch a website in Japan with the same name. I said, well, can't do that because I have a trademark. Apparently, my trademark doesn't cover the other countries. Nope, it does not. So, guess what Tricky did? Made an international trademark. Yes, I did. <laughs> and it cost me 27 yen. 27 yen? That's a lot of money. That's 60 bucks. No, that's 27 cents. Oh, right. <laughs> <coughs> no, I'm just joking. I didn't trademark it in Japan. I'm trying to figure out. Oh, you can also watch us streaming on twitch.tv backslash Proving Gamer, uh, which uh, we're going to get Steven streaming more. Yeah, that's that's the goal. Hopefully, uh, hopefully my second job doesn't take up too much of my time, but I'd like to stream more. I had fun. I had a good time doing it. I peaked at 15 whole viewers, Tricky, for a first-time streamer playing a game that came out in March or February. It's a big deal. Including you got a, you got a super fan in there, too. Yes, I did. I did. I did get a complete stranger in there. Somebody who's never even heard of Proven Gamer came in and said hello. Because so you were the good. only person streaming Horizon Zero Dawn at the time. <laughs> Probably. That, no, he said that. He said, I, I did a search for Horizon Zero Dawn, and you were literally the only one streaming it. Well, there you go. See? Luck of the draw. Yeah, you can catch me and Steven hopefully soon streaming on there. I'm streaming almost, I, I stream like three times a week. So you've been doing more than that recently. Yeah. Well, I was also on vacation for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then now I'm uh, <coughs> sick from work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. 
330 proven nine. That's three three zero seven seven six eight three sixty nine. Or you can get a hold of us by sending us an email, trophyhors at provengamer.com. Troy, we need you back, buddy. Yeah. Come on, Troy. We need you we need you to come back. The, come on back. The the guy that ran you off no longer listens to the show. I scared him off. Cease and desist letters. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us on Twitter. You can contact the site at Proven Gamer. You can contact the show at Joe Fiores. You can contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Steven at BatChild27. You can contact Alex at Saunders Rex. Contact Yield at I Yield to No One. And what the fuck? Send Troy a Twitter message at Antisocial Gamer and tell him to get his ass back on Trophy Horse. Man up. Yes, please. Let's do it. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Be sure to listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers. Yes, motherfuckers, there was an episode. That's two in like three months. It's, actually, it's actually, I've had it for a week now and just haven't listened to it and put it out yet. So I'm going to get, get on it. I'm going to get that out before the show comes out. Uh, you can go listen to the Smart Marks, Nintendo Dual Screens, and Game Stuff. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can hear Trophy Horrors and the Smart Marks on iHeartRadio. If you want to get further involved with us, you get involved in our PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for the site called Proven Gamer. There's one called for Trophy Horrors called T-Dubs Brothel. Why, Steven? Because Shuhei won't let us say whores on the network. And if you have a new Platinum Trophy, post it in Yields Group, the Platinum Guild. That is it for the housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. Yes, we did Extra Life this year. It's already happened, but you can still donate. You can go to extra-life.org. You can still sign up and raise money up until the end of the year for 2017. Or if you want to donate to one of your favorite Proving Gamer personalities, Go to tinyurl.com backslash provinggamer2017. Click on uh, members and you can donate to any particular personality that you want. Uh, quick Extra Life update. Uh, the last update I saw uh, worldwide, they had raised $7.5 million this year. Big time stuff. Yeah. They'll hit 10. I think they'll hit 10 by the end of the year. I'm hoping so. I mean, right now we're uh, about $2 million behind what we did last year. So I'm really hoping that, you know, because every year it's gotten more and more and more. I'm hoping yeah. this is the first. I'm hoping that this isn't the first year that we've actually made less than the previous year. No, I, th- I think we'll be good. I think we'll hit 10. And uh, our other sponsor is Amazon. Steven, tell us about Amazon. Amazon.com. You've heard of it. You order stuff and you do things like that. But if you go to ProvingGamer.com and you click on one of the Amazon.com advertisements and then do your uh, shopping like normal. It actually helps us out. We get a little kickback from the big old Amazon machine, if you know what I mean. Also, Amazon Prime comes with a Twitch Prime subscription. And you can go, again, to twitch.tv slash Gamer each and every month and give us your Amazon Prime Twitch Prime subscription. It costs you nothing and gives us free money. So do it. It's great. Remember that you do have to come back every month to do it. Also, I found a way that uh, people can donate to us. You know, tips without actually uh, paying any of their own money. If, oh. If you catch me or somebody streaming at twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. I think we said enough time, Steven, yet? No. I don't think so. Twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. Uh, there is every so often a link will post up where which you can download a free mobile game 
Uh, right now, it is Crazy Taxi Gazillionaire. Uh, you download the app, you play a little bit, and it automatically sends us uh, a dollar or two, and you can donate to your favorite personality that way. Cool idea. Yes. And we also have our Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash Proving Gamer and donate what you can. No matter what tier you support us at, know that it does help out a lot to everybody. Yes, indeed. Uh, with that being said, let's give some shout outs. Steven, you go first. Shout out to my landlord who's keeping the house at a uh, a sweltering 96 degrees today. Um, I have <laughs> windows open. I have fans blowing directly on me. It is hot as all holy sun in here. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, Sweet Mama P. My little peanut is getting baptized tomorrow in the uh, in the afternoon. Some big big time stuff happening there. Um, shout out to the listener. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us. It's really appreciated. Shout out to you, Tricky, for having me on as always. Um, it's been fun. Uh, thank you for allowing me to stream. Yeah, and and thank you for wanting me to stream more. Uh, that's it. What do you got, Tricky? Uh, I want to give a shout out to the listeners. Give a shout out to the goddess. Shout out to Sweet Mama D, and shout out to all of our Patreons. Uh, trust me, you guys help out a lot, and everybody on the staff is greatly appreciated to making a little bit of money now. <laughs> yes. With that being said, if there's nothing else, until next week. Happy trophy hunting. Goodbye. Be excellent to each other. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.